My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? These words are familiar to us, right? Not just because we've heard them, but because we've probably felt them. I'm Andrew Johnson. A few weeks ago, I preached a message talking about whether or not we felt God had disappointed us. I'll be honest, the subject of my own sermon has sat with me ever since. The longer this season of COVID has lasted, the more emotional I've become. I realized this yesterday that my emotions were hitting a breaking point, or perhaps had passed it, when I cried three times during the Dude Perfect documentary. Now, I have valid reasons for all three times I cried, but it's a documentary about guys who do trick shots on YouTube for a living. So, I looked at the emotions that had welled up and were literally spilling out of my face, and I wondered, have I processed this season well? What's a healthy way to process everything that we're going through. I looked to Psalm 22, and I believe I found a path forward. Lament, return, restore. Lament, return, restore. As we roll through this today, I want to encourage you, go grab your Bible and some way to take notes, and let's process together. Psalm 22 opens with that familiar phrase, and yet it elaborates. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry day by night. I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. The psalmist, David, who is also the most revered king of Israel, he launches into a deep lament towards God. The dictionary defines lament as a passionate expression of grief or sorrow, and that seems like an apt description of David's cries. If you take a moment and you look at the whole psalm, like a bird's eye, bird's eye view, you're going to see that David doesn't simply mourn for a few verses, return to God and uh, what he has intended in us, and then back to restoring what God has designed us for, all nice and tidy. In fact, David's poem looks more like my own feelings and maybe yours. In verses 1 to 2, he laments. In verses 3 to 5, he returns. In 6 to 8, he laments. In 9 to 11, he returns. 12 to 18, he laments deeply, and in 19 to 21, he returns. Now, at the very end of 21, he, well, let's save the best for last. Can you see this pattern? David laments, and he kind of gets it all out. And as he processes his emotions, he sees that he hasn't actually gotten it all out, and he goes back to lamenting. David is making sure to bring all of his emotions, no matter how strong and potentially offensive they are to God. To get to a place of healing, David shows us that first we must lament. When we have situations in our lives, I don't know, let's pick a random one. How about a global pandemic and its associated issues? It is healthiest to lament the reality of the situation deeply and bring it to God. As Christians, we believe that God is in the business of making all things new. But sometimes we might get that twisted and think that because he's made us new, that it should all be rosy from here on out. And what might we do when trouble comes? When a normal person might freak out, get angry, or cry in the midst of it, we offer cheesy sayings. God is in control, so it will be fine. Well, God understands more than I do, so who am I to say anything about this? Really? I just want to remind you that it is right and appropriate for you to passionately express grief and sorrow. Lament 
is proper for everyone, especially Christians. David seems to be lamenting the ways that others are treating him in this psalm. He's talking to God and uh, taking that discomfort and grief of the plight put up against him. In verses 1 to 2, he feels like God has left him and isn't listening. In 6 to 8, he laments the mocking he receives. In 12 to 18, he agonizes over the lack of strength against the health of the army that's coming against him. There is so much to lament. If we are using Psalm 22 as a guide on how to process this season in a healthy way, what are some potential things that we should lament? One, your job as you once knew it. For most of us, we are never going back to business as usual. You may have lost your job or your industry took such a hit that you'll be doing other things to fit with the new normal. Lament that loss with God. Two, your social time. You have been stuck on endless Zoom calls with friends, staring at their faces, but feeling like this isn't even close to what it was. Lament that loss with God. Your means of expressing affection. Handshakes, hugs, and general friendly greetings have, for a season, died. Lament that loss with God. Four, your dreams. Did you have a trip to Italy or BAMP scheduled? Did you hope to open that new business that required lots of people to be there all at once? I'm sorry. Lament that loss with God. Five, your comfort blankets. Did you run to big gatherings, maybe for church or for sports, to make you feel safe in the collection of people? Even when things move forward towards reunion, they're not going to look like they once did. Lament that loss with God. Six, your sin. Perhaps you are agonizing because you have lost things that you realize that you put ahead of God and that you've actually more like been a functional atheist. Lament your sin before God. I just listed a few options, but maybe there's more to lament that's coming to your mind. Write those things down. Take it to God. Tell him how you are feeling. Bring him your sadness and your anger. Mourn it, and maybe, just maybe, let it die. Because if you hold on to it and make it the standard of good and wonderful, you may never reach it, risking staying in misery. Instead, let it die and allow God to bring something better from its ashes. Hope for resurrection. David begins with lament, but quickly he goes to return. What does he return to? He returns to God in all of his glory. In verses 3 to 5, he returns to God's holiness and his proven strength. In 9 to 11, he returns to the intimacy and care God has always had for him. In 19 to 21, David returns to God's faithfulness and his strength, certain that whatever hope he is going to have to get away from all that he laments, it's going to have to be from God. If we are going to process this season well, we must lament and return to God. These two must come in tandem. If we only lament, we wallow in that grief. We stay gutted, and that anger might take over. If we only return to God, then we risk being fake, shallow, and not processing the emotions that we have healthily. We must lay our hearts bare before God and return to Him for the hope of getting through this. Brothers and sisters in Christ, 
Let that truth abide deeply in you. God is our hope and we will not be overcome by anything. We're familiar with the cry of, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because Jesus cried it out on the cross. But there, in the literal midst of his suffering and grief, he took on the wrath of God and paid for our sins. He beat sin and three days later he beat death. He has forever given us the gift of hope. We must lament deeply, but then return to hope. Now, if you're hearing this without knowing Jesus, I want to encourage you to cross that line of faith and come to him now. You don't need to stay in the land of lament, longing for more and better with no hope of ever finding it. Jesus offers us the life we were meant for in him. He is our hope. He is our peace. He is our better, and he is yours too. If you have never returned to hope after lament, then today is a perfect day for that. Accept his invitation right now or afterward as we reflect together. Now let's look back at the text. David laments. David returns. You might look at that and say, that seems like a healthy way to process whatever you're going through. That sounds good enough. But David doesn't agree. What do you do with that hope? Look at verse 21. In the Christian Standard Bible's translation, it says, Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of the wild oxen. You answered me. What's wonderful here is that statement, you answered me. And all the lament that David has poured out in all of his returns back to God, he knows he will save him and God speaks he answers. He saves. And what does David do with that hope that he has found from the ashes of lament? Go to verses 22 and 23. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. He praises God and takes his cry to his people. He's moved from a one-on-one -on -one conversation with God and invites others into this joy. He participates in restoration, calling others to come to the source of all that is good and powerful, but he doesn't stop there. Go to verse 27. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all of the families of the nation shall worship before him, for kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. David sees that God in his glory isn't simply just for him, and he isn't just for his people or, or his nation. God's glory is to be known and taken to the nations. Everyone, every single person should know him. But it isn't even limited to us in the here and now. Go to verse 31, or verses 30 and 31. Posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn that he has done it. God is to be known and praised by all people in all nations for all generations. And we are invited to participate in this restoration. So if it's healthy, if it's healthy to lament, and if it's healthy to return, how are you completing the loop of restoring as well? Think about the people that God has surrounded you with. How can you engage them with the goodness of God? Or more simply, who can you tell your story to 
where God is the hero. Now, this is exactly what David did. He declares to everyone who God is and what he's done. So who can you tell who God has been in your life and what you've seen him do? David has shown us that the path of lament, return, and restore is best for processing this season. I want to give you three action steps for us to take, one for each part of the process. Lament. Write out two to three things you are sad to have lost during this season. Express your sadness to God over these. If they are to come back in a while, ask God to give you peace and patience until then. If they are never to come back, ask God to give you the grace to walk away from it. Lay it before him and lament deeply. Okay, second, return. Read Psalm 22 a few times and then write out the ways that you have seen God's faithfulness in your life. Remember his goodness. Praise him for it. And if all you can get out of this is salvation, that's what I'm thankful for, that's okay. Look for resurrection in the death and what he is going to bring about. Praise him for his graciousness through Jesus' work. Three, restore. Pray for God to give you at least one chance to share your story as a restored member of his church, telling someone who God is and what he's done. Inviting people into his family, it's not just for the professionals, it's for the people who are in his family, it's for you, it's for me. Now, I don't know which of these you are in need of, but I'm confident that God is listening and he is inviting you in to this process. Let's reflect on this right now.